Okay, welcome everybody to Underdogs. It is Wednesday, August 26, 2020. We are doing a late start today. First time we've ever done a late start on Underdogs. I am David Patrick Fleming. With me is Jacob Eamon. And the reason that we are doing a late start today is because young Jacob Eamon had his driving test today to see if he could get his license to drive the car all by himself. Now, I actually don't know if he passed the test or not. I have not asked him. He has not told me. You're learning when I'm learning, so let's just get right to it. Jacob, Yeah. are you able to drive the car all by yourself? Nope. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I, I passed. I can drive the car by myself. Whole, so what, what, the whole audience is going to think I'm like 18 years old now. Like, I, I, I should point out I am 29 years old, <laughs> getting my driver's license. <laughs> did you feel any kind of uh, shame in that? Did the driver, uh, did the driver instructor treat you differently because he could sense that you're older than most people doing the test? I would imagine in a city like Toronto, there's people of all ages getting that test done. There is. I wasn't actually in the city of Toronto. I had to go to Burlington to get my test. So uh, shout out to the people of Burlington for welcoming me there and letting me get my test. It's it's a whole shit show there, man. Like I don't I don't know if if people are. I'm I'm sure there's tons of people all the time who get their licenses, especially. Um, people who are new to Canada from different countries, they get their license at like 40, you know, because they have to get a new license. So I didn't get a sense that he respected me more because of my age, but maybe he did. I certainly didn't mean respected you more. I did mean respected you less, just for the record. I wanted it to be clear. I meant respected you less. Yeah, well, that that that, that could have been a possibility for sure. Um, it's so what, what was the score? And what is the score out of? Tell Tell us how well you did. He said, congratulations, you passed. They don't... That's it? He was like, you, it's, you can... you you got to pay attention more um, because there was this one moment right when we started. It, it, it started off on, on kind of a bad foot. We kind of come out of the parking lot. We get to this traffic light to turn right. And I get there, it's a red light. So I'm looking, I'm looking left to see... Because I'm trying to make a, a right on the red. I'm looking left, seeing there's traffic coming. I'm like, okay, okay. And then I guess I just took a second because I was still looking to see if the traffic was coming and the light had turned green and he said, the light's green. So it was just like just like this thing, like, you know, you're, you're freaked out. You're trying to make sure you make a, a nice right turn when the traffic's coming. And uh, that- So is that something that you were thinking about for the next few minutes? Mm, a little bit, a little bit, but- uh, I wasn't too worried, but then he's like, he's like talking about how I can go five kilometers over the speed limit. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I should do that or not. It seems like a weird thing. I'm just going to kind of stay below, like at or just below the speed limit. That seems weird. I don't, I don't remember that being a part of a driving test. I mean, I'm obviously way, way older and got that test done at this point, 21 years ago. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that seemed weird. That's a weird thing for him to say. Yeah, I thought so too. So I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna mess with it. it. Seemed like a trap, you know. If you're going, if you're looking to make sure you're going five over, then if I tip over to six over, is that gonna dock me points? I don't know. Um, and that was it. Yeah. How did you fare on the the classic three point turn, the the part of the test that that just kills everybody? I don't know how that kills everyone. I think that's the easiest 
part of the test. I don't. I don't. What What do you think is the hardest part of the test? Probably just going the speed limit. <laughs> no, uh, I, I I was most worried about um, doing the reverse into a spot park. Oh yeah, fair. That's totally fair. Uh, I would I would have much rather have done the parallel park than that park. We he didn't get me to do a parallel park. I guess you can choose or he chooses to either do a three point turn or a parallel park. So I did that. Had no no problems with the three point turn though. It's very simple to me. Well, since you just said parallel park, it's now I'm being reminded that that is what I meant when I said three point turn. I did mean the parallel park in my mind. I was thinking of that as a three point turn, but that is not in any way a three point turn. So. I did mean parallel park. Yeah, I didn't have to do it. I would have been fine with that, though. I parallel park every day. Much. So you're going to go on solo road trips now? What are you going to do with this this new privilege that you have? Yeah, I, I can go anywhere. I can do anything, drive away, never come back. You know, anything is possible. And And my brother is deciding that he's going to go live in Iceland for two months. He's been driving the car that belongs to my mom for the past month, which was supposed to be mine in Stratford this summer if I had not lost lost the job there. And I would be driving that around. So now I'm going to take that car for a month or two while he's in Iceland. I'll have my own wheels. Don't have to ask for any permission to use it. Can just <laughs> It's going to be amazing. Man, that sucks that fans can't go to see baseball games because it would be so awesome to get in that car. Oh, yeah. And go drive around to different parks or just follow the Jays around on a little road trip or something oh, like that. Oh, that'd be amazing. That be, Rip down to Buffalo, be... see a little see a little Buffalo game, maybe see a Nate Pearson start if that was a thing. The world would have been our oyster. We it really fucked us. We could go to a batting cage, though. I would love to do that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I would love to go to a batting cage, too. We should totally do that. Yep. I would love to do that. So, speaking of Buffalo, speaking of the Blue Jays, speaking of batting cages, I do think that we should get in to the game last night. So, it is time for The Game Diary. I had to work tonight, so I got to watch this game on replay. It's the Blue Jays, Red Sox now. Hey, I have to tell you, I already know who wins, but don't worry, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I will say that it felt a little like this. I get home, three Peronis and a margarita deep, and I'm feeling good. I walk into my place, and it is whap right in my chops with the smell of fresh cat shit from this cat that I am cat sitting or cat shitting. Smells like someone baked a warm apple pie, but oh, oh, no, no apples in there. It's just hot cat shit. Do you get the metaphor? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Help me. Chase Anderson's on the mound. He looks like the guy that every girl at my high school pined for. So even though I want him to pitch well, I also want him to die. Kyle Hart's on the mound for the Red Sox, and he sounds like a singer who had one good song and then was never heard of again. Maybe the song goes something like this. All my pitches stink, and the way I throw them stinks. And my body sucks, and my hair stinks because I'm no good. Uh, uh, I'm no good. Jays get to him early, and my fantasy booms. Biggio single, Grishik single, Hernandez walk, bases juiced, and oh my lord, as it's a two run double from the Badal Sassoon model Guriel. And Danny Jansen gets a two run single, and uh. Nah, I don't know. That doesn't happen very often. 
four nothing Jays after one. Bogart hits a double off Anderson, and Buck Martinez is ripping the Jays' pitch selection. I don't understand that at all. And Moreland drives him in with a single, 4-1. No problem. We got this. Right? Base is rammed in the second for Vladdy, but it's a 6-4-3, which is the code to the padlock of my rage. It's the fourth, and it's Bogarts and Moreland again. Single, double, it's now 4-2. And a cross-up on pitches. Jansen was expecting junk, and he almost took a fastball right off his junk. And a ground ball up the middle by Jackie Bradley that Espinal makes a highlight reel play on, and he is out. Ooh, oh, wait. Replay. He's safe. Fuck. 4-3. Bottom of four. Biggio and Espinal on, and Vladdy cracks a single to score both. Fantasy. 6-3 Jays, and we're doing this, man. This is, this is the team. This is the team that takes us to the promised land. And yeah, I'm drunk, and yes, the world is weird, but when it's right, it's right, and I'm full of love and hope, and thank you. Thank you, baseball, and ow, the cat just bit me. It's top of the sixth inning, and kids, plug your ears. Anderson walks Moreland, he's out. Probably off to fuck every girl I've ever loved. In comes Font, and we all know, but just wait for it. Vasquez creams one to Hernandez in center, and you'll never believe this, he doesn't make the catch. Bradley single, 6-4, Fawn hits Peraza, bases full of socks, and Verdugo singles in a run, 6-5, and says, Mookie who? Mookie who? Ah, uh, still Mookie bets, baby. Fawn's gone, and it is ice, ice, baby, AJ Cole to face Devers, and God, a shot down the right field line to clear the bases, and fuck me, it's 8-6. I am so torn because I got Devers on my fantasy, and I need the points, but fuck. Bogarts again with the single, and it's 9-6. We are done. Done like dinner. I start sending multiple U-ups to girls I haven't talked to in years, and I can't sit still. I start making a makeshift sangria that is fucking delicious. And then the fucking dude that we brought up, Bergen, comes in. He strikes out three, and then the human representation of the white flag, Gavilio, comes in, and fuck this. I don't need baseball. I only need sangria. I don't even care. And then in the ninth, it's ding dong. The witch is dead. Witch old witch. The one that looks like a baseball that's flying off a Oscar's bat to make it nine seven. Ding dong. Lunch is ready. What's being served? It's a comeback, baby. Here we go. Tying run at the dish, and it is time to get rowdy. Fuck, that's a strikeout. We lost 9-7? Oh, fuck. I'm going to be so hungover tomorrow. Now, Jacob, as I said, I watched that game on replay, so I knew how it was going to go. I can't imagine. You tell me your perspective of watching that game live. They're up 6-3, and then they have that meltdown with Wilmer Font, A.J. Cole, the Red Sox offense, say what you will about their 9-20 and 20 team, but that offense is still legit. Still still pops pops off. I, I really don't know if I can enjoy watching the Blue Jays this week, David. You have the top three guys of the order, the only ones that really did much damage until Teoscar. I basically just have to hope that Teoscar and Gurriel are the only ones on base and cashing each other in back and forth somehow. 
Uh, Vlad never strikes out. Cavan lives on the base. It's 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 awful. It's 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 truly awful. And I I want to enjoy them doing well. And after this week, when we aren't facing each other in our fantasy world, I don't mind them getting you lots of points. But shit, it is it's tough this week. And then to cap that off, I can't even enjoy the the Blue Jays winning because. You've got Devers hitting the triple to make the them go up. I turned I, honestly once once Bergen came in, I turned the game off for a while. I paused it. I had to like take a breather. Fantasy was was making me lose my mind. I was having a brutal brutal start to the night. I was going negatives in my pitching to start. Paddock was in trouble. Uh, it, it was it was really tough. So then I went out, vacuumed the car, trying to get the car all ready to to. Uh, go do my test today and uh it, it was just awful and, and the worst part about it to get back to what you're actually asking me is anderson going out when he seemed like he was fine i can't remember he'd thrown like 76 or 86 pitches or something he he walked one like keep 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 him in the game a bit longer is is my thought there i guess he's still working his way up again but when are we gonna when are we gonna push these guys are we ever gonna do it it's five innings our cap yeah it seems it, it seems weird to me in in a, in a couple ways it seems that that's a big moment where you take him out it's six three you know that boston's offense is good why do you have to put in font why are you putting in a pitcher in order to save guys for maybe a maybe a situation that doesn't exist yet down the line to save the game why not put in a big dog in that moment if if that's a key moment to shut them down you leave that inning six three maybe they never come at you again who knows i just i don't like putting font in that situation either i I don't see font as being better than anything that chase anderson was going to do and if you're gonna take him out then it should be an upgrade it should be with somebody else who can get some strikeouts. I well, Font can get some strikeouts, and you know he's been hit or miss. And when he's good, he's he's been he's been pretty fine and and able to get through things. Especially recently, he has looked better. I thought, but I guess they just assume that they're going to have time to take Font out. He's going to maybe let in one run or something, and they can get him out there. That the three three run lead is big enough that they can bring in a guy who's a bit less leverage, and if he gets in trouble, hopefully it's it's not in a bases clearing shot or something like that. Yeah, it's it is frustrating when when a decision like that is made, and you know it's not just on the the people who make that decision. Yeah, um, but how often? Like I feel like this this year it's been like three or four times I can count remembering off the top of my head where. A reliever's loaded the bases, and someone else has to come in and try and clean up the mess. You know, they bring in AJ Cole, the bases loaded, and and this time you can't can't get it done. The amount of times Anthony Kay's come in, the same situation. If a guy looks like he's in trouble, why not get him out of there before loading the bases? Obviously, whatever looking in the past is twenty twenty. Whatever that that saying is, I'm. Really, very exhausted right now well, i mean you're 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 experiencing the transition into adulthood now you you have your license and so your body's probably going through a lot of different things yeah um you were talking about travis shaw coming out of the game and everybody on twitter 
was talking about Travis Shaw's being traded. They talk about it on the broadcast yeah. about the speculation of Travis Shaw being traded. And maybe a part of it is because they show a video clip of Vladdy taking ground balls at third base and people are like, what's going on? What are they getting rid of Travis Shaw? So Jacob, what is your response to the way that that made you feel when you saw that? Who in the sweet fuck would ever want Travis Shaw right now? Why, like, the fact that we got him, like, you know, we don't want him right now. We would love to upgrade him right now. I don't understand what this trade is that's happening where we can somehow get rid of him and get better. Oh, we're going to bring Vlad in to get... Ross Atkins was talking about making the defense better, not reverting back to having the worst third baseman in the league who's significantly heavier and and less mobile, less fast than he was last season. Yeah, th- yeah, that makes sense. Come on, guys. Let's. So let's... then, what what is your perspective on Vladdy taking ground balls at third? My perspective is that in uh, in a situation where maybe we have to bring in Rowdy. Um, to pinch hit later in a game and we don't want to have to use another bench guy to bring someone into cover for him that Vladdy can move to third temporarily and we can have Rowdy take over at first in the situation where one of them isn't already at DH that would be my guess just a bit of a bit of versatility a bit of like if if something horrible happens like how you know how long's Travis Shaw going to be out for how many days can we handle having Drury, Panic, and and Espinal in the lineup, you know, like wanted to know, Jacob, if you would be willing to be my therapist for a second. Mm-hmm. I have something that I've been thinking about, and it's really bothering me. And I'm wondering if you can help me with this. Now, when the Blue Jays got Daniel Vogel back, I thought, oh, maybe, maybe they're gonna do something with Rowdy. Maybe they don't like Rowdy, maybe they're going to trade Rowdy or he's going to replace Rowdy because it didn't really make all that much sense to me. I thought, you know, you've already got Vladdy first base DH, you've got Rowdy first base base DH, and it seems like there's other things that would be of concern. But then in comes Vogelback. But then one day I said to myself, oh my God, are they in any way thinking of trading Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to get pitching and now i would imagine if they were that it would be to get something really really good but please talk me off the ledge jacob and tell me that there is no way that the blue jays are going to trade vladimir guerrero jr before the trade deadline well how did it make you feel when you thought that they were going to trade vladdy awful sick went to puke wanted to turn off baseball forever and even if they got a pitcher that i was like really happy about really excited about just felt sick and betrayed is there a part of vladdy that you see yourself in and when they say that they're giving up on vladimir guerrero it feels like someone might be giving up on you maybe i guess sometimes i think that i could be better at things that i do and i'm not that good at them and I think people will always give up on me and so I want people to take a chance on me and I want people to accept me and keep me around and not trade me out for somebody else mm-hmm. that makes sense but do you think it makes sense that they would do that I don't I think that it would be a really bad time to trade Vladimir particularly because he's not lived up to the potential that 
and he'll probably get better. So it would seem like a foolish time to try and cash in on him now. But maybe they think he's going to decline. Maybe they know something about him and they're like, this might actually be the peak of him because they know something that we don't know and they just are so sad of him being fat. And maybe when they ask him not to be fat, he just says, fuck you. And he doesn't even listen to them. And then they're trying to get rid of him and maybe they're going to bring in somebody else. Do you think that will happen? No, because I think all of his stats are improving. He is not declining and he's getting, he's getting better right now. As we speak. So then you think, you think that I can still buy a Vladdy jersey and, and I'll be able to wear it for the next long time and he'll still be a Blue Jay? As long as you don't get a new blue. Never get a new blue. Fuck <laughs> that. Well, that's all the time that we have time. That's all, the, all that we have time for, David. Um, maybe we can talk more about Vladimir next week. Thank you. You did help me there. Because if you had said that you thought that too or that you thought it was possible, I don't know. I don't know if underdogs happens anymore. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I don't, I don't know if I'd want to do it anymore either. Unless, you know, who is there, is there a single pitcher in MLB, you know, other than probably Garrett Cole, who there's just no chance we're getting even for Vladdy? Lucas Giolito? Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to Lucas for throwing a no-no last throwing night. no-we. You take Vladdy, you get him. I don't know. Come on, he's he's not a good pitcher. He got lucky. I mean, he might be better now, but he's not been good. But I also want to shout out to the Houston Symph- Symphony at Minimate for getting those sweet, sweet forty-four fantasy. Is that what it was? Forty-four. Yeah. Fuck. yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. That's going to be the most. That's obviously the most points any one player has gotten this entire season. I think so. I've got a question for you, David. This is. This is going back to your days as a little leaguer. You were a little leaguer, right? I don't know. Like I played until I was like 18. Is that still little league at that point? Or is that like man It's ball? not big. It's not big. <laughs> it's not big league. I can tell you that much. 100%. <laughs> this is a bit of a stray observation. I've been thinking about it for a long time. As you can tell, there's been some sort of committee. They've got some sort of league-wide group chat where they all decided they saw the rules about spitting and no one cares and they all decided we're going to spit as much as we want don't change the spitting if we all do it no one can get punished spartacus style um but i there's one person i've noticed in particular it's lourdes guriel jr he's doing it all the time and it's this weird thing of him spitting into his glove and spitting into his batting gloves now is there something that i don't know about spit that makes it good for grip or helps catch balls because i feel like if i spit in my hand and then grabbed a bat it would be it would be slipping all over the place i'd look like kevin pilar taking a swing and be flying out into the stands is this something that you know about uh i mean i didn't do that but my guess is i mean those batting gloves are made from the same thing your hands are they're made with whatever that kind of rubbery leathery latex it comes grippy gar- it seems like it's special grip it i wouldn't want to mess with that spit, at all well the spit gives it tack right because i mean the pitchers are licking their fingers all the fucking time and that's for tack it's not for um like slickness it's for tack so if you spit in your gloves and you're like slapping them together because i think what happens is too is like the more you spit on your gloves then when the spit dries it becomes like a little bit tacky and then when you put the fresh spit on it like loosens it up and it just becomes like spider-man hands 
Because I mean, there, oh, there, there, there is stuff for that. I mean, they, you can put actual, like you can buy stuff to give your gloves tack. But uh, yeah, it's called pine tar. Yeah, but, grab, but, but grab. NFL players that have those gloves, you can just like one hand catch the ball, it just sticks to their. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why not just use those, stick with those, not mess around spitting into it? It's, it's, I gotta say, like, I, I don't know if I could handle being in a major league dugout. Like, the, them, the, the spitting, I think, would actually disgust me. Like, I, I, there's been times in my life, you know, maybe early in high school where I kind of was, or, or, or even younger, like junior high school, I'm kind of into spitting. You know, got into into it, but it's it's everywhere. I'm thinking about walking around in that dugout, ah, splash, splish. It's too much. It's disgusting to me. I think at this point in their life, they're just so used to that culture of spit being everywhere that it's just it is what it is, and it's also why they can't stop. It's like, please stop spitting, and they're all like, no, we can't. It's just a part of who we are. I mean, I played baseball for long enough that I haven't played baseball and. 20 years and I still spit. <laughs> I fucking spit all the time. Yeah. I think that this COVID thing would be a good way to stop everyone from spitting. You know, let's 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 start penalizing them. Let's let's train them to stop doing this disgusting thing. What if basketball players don't spit? You know, it's not like something that's it's necessary in sports. We can choose to spit. Well, when you're on a field and you're outside, it's different than being on a like beautiful indoor court. You're not gonna start hawking onto a beautiful court and then you step on the spit in basketball you're gonna slide everywhere like tear your acl but on a baseball diamond i mean you can spit all you want just goes right into the dirt like it never happened i know that doesn't mean it's good think about the amount of particles that go up into the air you spit once and just the micro particles aerosols going up into the air and if you have covid I think if a player's got COVID and he's playing the game and he's in the dugout and he's in the clubhouse and he's in the hotel, people are getting COVID. I don't think it's going to be he. They everybody got COVID because they spit. I think it's going to be everybody got COVID just because he had it and now everyone has it. Well, the spitting can't help. I tell you that much. For sure, it can't help, and that's what they were trying to stop when they mandated that rule or whatever. But I mean, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's actually not true, but I do know what you're saying. <laughs> Any dog will learn new tricks if you give them the right amount of treats. They're, it's all treat well, motivated. depends if their body's capable of learning such tricks. Yeah. I can't imagine old, old Bruce, Bruce Eamon, your dog, is going to be doing a backflip no matter how many treats you're giving him. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's got nothing to do with him, his mind or his ability to learn. Yeah. yeah, it says his ability to be an acrobat, which for sure is not possible. And on that note, we're going to leave it there. We're going to, it's a little bit of a shorter episode today because of the late start. Um, we have got game two of the Blue Jays against the Red Sox tonight. Oh, it's Blue Jays TBD. It's a bullpen day for the Blue Jays. This could be a nightmare, but luckily when I look at the Red Sox pitcher Brewer, Colton Brewer, he doesn't <laughs> look like he's ever thrown a baseball before. So it's going to yeah. be Little League at the AAA field with two major league teams. Yes, I will say about tonight, I think that we actually let the foot off the gas a little bit last night. We got up by those four runs. That guy looked like we could have been smashing him all night. These guys got to get a more of a killer instinct, go after these these Red Sox terrible pitchers and murk them. Let's let's 
let's knock them out of the game. I want ten runs or something by the third. None of this, none of this four run stuff. Let's let's go after him tonight. Yeah, no, they got six runs off that dude. That dude did suck, but six runs is a good amount of runs to get off a shitty dude, especially if he only throws three and a third. Six runs. I'm going to give the Jays some credit on that. They did shell that shitty dude, and they made it so that hopefully he never throws another shitty pitch in the big leagues again. Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Colton Brewer, you heard it here on Underdogs first. You're getting 10 earned runs tonight. Booyah. See everybody tomorrow for Thirsty Thursday. Hey, yo.